Hi folks, and welcome to another episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast, where each week I explore a different topic to help you feel more confident and connected to your work as a dietitian. I'm your host, Jess Sertikoff-Romola, a fellow dietitian and the owner of Empowering Dietitians, a supervision business devoted to working with dietitians just like you who are tired of the status quo of our profession and are ready to reclaim their confidence, purpose, and passion as dietitians. This week, I'm chatting with fellow dietitian and current Empowering Dietitians client, Rachel Etstein. Rachel specializes in outpatient eating disorder and disordered eating counseling using an intuitive eating and health at every size approach. Work that she loves, but that also led her down a path of burnout and overwhelm last year. In this episode, we chat about her journey since starting her work with empowering dietitians and how she's learned to set boundaries in her life, prioritize her professional development, build confidence, and embrace the messiness of the entire process. Rachel is a shining example of what a commitment to reaching out for help can do for us as dietitians and help us achieve and the type of growth that is possible when we stop struggling alone. Welcome to the podcast, Rachel. Thank you. Hello. (laughs) I am looking forward to chatting with you in this capacity. We have chatted many, many times before in our supervision calls, but now I get to show your growth and, and help you share your insights with the other dietitians who are listening. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who you are? Okay. Yes. Um, so I'm Rachel and I am a dietitian who works primarily with people struggling with eating disorders and disordered eating. Um, I work currently in a group practice, um, where I, mostly see my clients outpatient. That's kind of primarily what I do. Um, I practice with a health at every size and intuitive eating approach. Um, And yeah. That's awesome. Fantastic. Now, where were you when you started working with me? Gosh, it was, it was a year ago now, I'm pretty sure. So, (laughs) so where were you in that space? What was your headspace like? What were you struggling with? What brought you into supervision? Yeah, so about a year ago, I had just quit um, a full-time job that I had uh, due to burnout, um, really high-stress environment, really high-stress population, um, and just feeling very overwhelmed, feeling like I needed to take a break and rest, but also feeling like I couldn't take a break and rest, Um, and just really needing support in like what was next and also just like what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of dietitians can relate to that, that feeling of like, I know that I need to take this seriously. And also how can I possibly take this seriously when I have so many other things on my plate, I've got bills to pay, like, how am I supposed to make this work? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Now, what has the overall process been like as you've worked over the past year to build your confidence and move closer to where you want to be as a dietitian? 
Yeah. Um, well, I will say it's definitely been a long process, um, but mm. it has been rewarding. Um, I think that just like really the process has been kind of like lots of trial and error um, and just trying to be okay with like not knowing exactly, you know, what I want to do or exactly how I want my schedule to look or all of these types of things and kind of just like testing things out and trying to get closer to something that like feels the most right to me. Yeah. Yeah. And that trial and error is so true. Like I wish that I could just hand all of the dietitians I work with a little like packet that says, do this first, then do that. And then like, (laughs) you will magically be cured of all of your frustrations and struggles and burnout. Um, but we know Mm -hmm. that everybody's different and everybody takes different times and, and you have to kind of figure out what works for you. So how do you sit with the messiness of all of that? How do you go like, I don't know exactly how long this will take or what's going to work, um, and be okay with it. Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't have a great answer for sitting with the messiness because I think (laughs) it's just hard. And I think, you know, what, what has been helpful for me is really just like, you know, talking, talking with you, um, talking in the group supervision, you know, and, you know, talking with my therapist, right. Of like, okay, how do I sit in the messiness of this? And then also like practicing self-compassion and like being okay with it. Um, and knowing that I'm not alone. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of conversations that we have, whether it's in one-on-one sessions or in our group monthly calls where all of my clients get together, where it's like, how do you just be okay with this sucking right now? And like, like be okay with the fact that this feels uncomfortable, you don't like it, you want to resolve it, and it's just not going to happen right off the bat. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you also mentioned you have a team approach. You have a dietitian supervisor, someone who gets the dietetics piece of it one-on-one. You have a therapist who of course has even more tools and background than I do in some of these mental processes and cognitive change. And then you have the group support where it's not just one-on-one, but you get the validation of like, oh, hey, I'm not the only one who's struggling with this. Yes. And I think, you know, something that is challenging as a dietitian, I think, but then also just as like someone who works from home, because I do work from home is like this feeling of kind of like being alone in it. Um, and I think like, I, I know I'm not alone, but sometimes it can feel like that. So I think having like all just, you know, lots of different people who struggle with the same things makes it be like, okay, on a daily basis, if that's what I'm going through. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that because uh, even when I didn't work from home, I was still the only dietitian in my building. And I only really Mm -hmm. interacted with dietitians maybe like once a month at best, we would have a meeting where we would all get together. Um, And I think a lot of dietitians can relate where they're either the only one in their facility, they're working from home, and maybe they're owning their own business or maybe they're working in a place where the other dietitians just like don't share their same philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Which that is a a different kind of hard and a really hard type of hard. Yeah, absolutely. So like the way that we feel alone can be very real in a lot of different ways and finding that community is important. Um, Did you have any concerns going into like the group calls when we started them and having that community or were you really looking forward to that? 
Yeah, I don't think um, I had any big concerns. I think really I was just looking forward to the community and just hearing that other people are struggling with the same types of things. And maybe like they have tried different things that have worked for them that I can try. Yeah, yeah, no, that's huge. Um, it, it's really nice to be able to crowdsource some of these solutions. And then when there isn't a solution to just be like, okay, I've got other people in my corner who knows what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. so let's, let's see if we can go a little bit like more detailed and and give some examples if we can talk about some of the work that you did because supervision is such a weird thing in dietetics we're like not taught about it no one like no one at the academy ever talks about it for sure um, so it can feel very unfamiliar and like mystical maybe so what are some of the things that you did? One of the things that you focused a lot on was setting work boundaries. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably one of the most significant changes that has happened kind of like in this process is the ability to set work boundaries. And I think like the first thing was even figuring out like what I wanted like what was even happening in my day that mm -hmm. was making me feel really stressed and like I couldn't turn off from work and then figuring out like, you know, what is the thing that feels like it could work for me that isn't, you know, a super rigid thing. Um, and yeah, so I think some of the things that have been really helpful for me um, has been like deleting work email from my phone. That was a huge one. Um, right. And then also like setting intentions for like, quote unquote work hours. Um, so like, you know, the day before kind of figuring out, okay, like what does my day look like? When do I need to start? When can I stop? And mm -hmm. not, you know, telling myself I need to be working the second I wake up or, you know, in the evening, maybe when I finished my one-on-one -on -one sessions, you know, not needing to spend however long I need to on administrative things or notes and stuff like that. So that's been huge. Um, and also just like boundaries around, like, I don't check my emails on the weekends. Oh. Um, and like something that I know I've talked with you a lot about too, is just even like policies and like communication outside mm -hmm. of sessions. So like realizing that, you know, like communicating these policies and boundaries to the people that I work with is really, really important and mm -hmm. helps really everybody feel better. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's not enough to just set a boundary. You have to actually like communicate it effectively so that the other people in your life know what to expect and they know the consequences of what's going to happen if they try to push your boundaries a little bit. Yes. Yes which I will say that is definitely a big challenge for just me personally, my personality, like you know. feeling like, you know, I, if I set this boundary, like, you know, I'm not being as compassionate or whatever it is, but mm -hmm. in reality, like I, I know that that's not the case now. Yeah. And, and that is a very common thing that dietitians feel bad enforcing a boundary. Cause you're like, well, then I'm not helping them or then I'm not there for them, or then they're going to think X, Y, Z. Um, and was there anything specific that you could remind yourself or something that we talked about that helped you overcome that barrier? Or was it really just like the talking about it over and over again? Yeah, I think really it was like the like 
knowing somebody else is saying it to me. So like, you know, that's the first thing. And then the second, like, I think it was just over and over realizing too, like in my own work that if I'm continuing to, you know, feel frustrated by certain things in terms of boundaries, like, you know, actually, if I set the boundary and trust the boundary, um, it might actually work. And that was the thing. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about the fact that it's not selfish to set a boundary that helps you show up better for exactly. your clients, for your supervisors and bosses, for the other people in your life that like, you're not just setting this boundary because you feel like it. Um, you're setting it because you need it so that you can be a, you know, well attentive human when you're working with other humans. Yeah. And I think even in I that just reminded me of like in group supervision I think for the first you know probably couple months it was like every time I was going I was bringing this like issue of boundaries in like some mm -hmm. different way and I think just hearing the other dietitians like hearing what I was saying and kind of being like Rachel no like you like boundaries <laughs> are so important and you need to set them to be the best dietitian you can be and I think yeah. like yeah so <laughs> Yeah, no, again, it, it sometimes takes it. And that's why it's so hard to do this work on your own, because you, even if you are self-aware enough to know what you need to do, it can be really hard to make those changes and overcome that talk in your head when you don't have other people there saying like, no, this is, this is a good path that you're on. Like this is recommended. You're going in the right direction. Yes. Which has been so helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of leads us into this next piece of the uh, work that you did. A lot of the boundaries, it sounds like, also helped you find a schedule and balance, specifically with working from home, which has its own host of issues when it comes to work and home life boundaries. So was there anything else that you felt like was helpful in that area, or was it really the boundary setting that helped you find that schedule? Yeah, I think really the boundary setting. Um, but I also think too, that just knowing like something that we did a lot was just like talk about like what I even wanted my day mm -hmm. to look like. And I think like that was very useful because, you know, if you don't know what your day wants to look, what you want your day to look like, you can't make your day look like the way you want it to. No. Um, so that I think was a really big thing for me of like, okay, like, you know, taking a step back because sometimes I tend to be a person that's just like in it and just like mm -hmm. wants things to change, but like doesn't zoom out. Yeah. Um, so that I think was the most important thing. Yeah. And, and that's huge for everything that we do is that if we don't stop and set an intention for what we want, we're just barreling forward with no real direction. And we might be doing something because someone else said that it was a good idea or because it worked for someone else, but we don't even know if it's bringing us to where we want to go. Right. Yes. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. That's why in, I'm currently, as we're recording this, I'm in my latest workshop, my free workshop for dietitians and the the session that I'm getting ready to host today is all about their next steps, but I'm having them do that same thing. First, where are you going? Don't worry about how you get there. Just where are you going? Mm -hmm. And then we can backtrack and figure out how you get there because that always has to be the first step. Um, whenever you're thinking about your future steps, what you want your life to look like, what you want your schedule to look like, you have to know. Yes. 
Amazing. (laughs) And we've talked a lot about the community support that you've gotten from the group calls, which is something that I am adamant about providing for my dietitians, whether they're in my group programs or they're technically in my one-on-ones, we always have that group support. Um, Aside from kind of some of that, like accountability that we talked about, was there anything else that um, helped by having this community as you went through this process? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think uh, something that was really helpful for me was that, you know, some of the dietitians in the group practice were also specializing in the same type of field that yes. I, or I guess field is not the right word, but population mm-hmm. um, that I was working in. So even like case consultations um, and, you know, bringing some situations that were coming up and just hearing what they thought about it, or even, you know, just bringing something that I felt was a really, really hard thing. And even just hearing them be like, yes, this is a really, really hard thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing that I know, Jess, you know, that I have struggled with is even just figuring out the best way to communicate with other, you know, providers like that I work with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is something too, that was very helpful in the group of just hearing, you know, what strategies other people use, what types of things they find helpful. And also, you know, things that you provided me with too, of, of strategies. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, what you mentioned about the case consultations is so important. Um, and of course I specialize in more of the health at every size, intuitive eating, disordered eating piece. I'm not an eating disorder dietitian. Um, and yet I wind up attracting a lot of dietitians who are, can you speak to that experience? Because it's true. I can't always do the case consultations of a complex eating disorder patient that's out of my scope. Um, so how have you navigated that? It sounds like the group has helped a little bit. Um, and I guess what made you choose me knowing that that wasn't going to be my area of expertise? Yeah. Um, so I think that the, the biggest thing I think just for my, at least for me personally, um, case consultation is very important. And I actually do work with another supervisor who specializes in eating disorder case consultation. And I recommend that for all dietitians that work with eating disorders. Yeah. Um, and the reason that I chose to work with you was because I knew for me that like my confidence, my boundaries, um, and just like figuring out kind of like my identity as a dietitian was something that felt like really, really important to me. Um, and I knew that that's what you specialized in. And I, you know, was, I, I feel and know that you are just a very like authentic, real person. And that to me felt so important in figuring out kind of like just feeling supported and being yeah. able to do that work. So, yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And, and acknowledging that like, this isn't a one person team, when it comes to supporting you as a professional, you need to find people who meet what your goals are in that moment. The same way that like, you don't just hire like a business coach in the beginning. If you want to open a business, you have a broad business coach, but then there are specialties. You do marketing, you do like social media growth, you do insurance billing. Like it's important in any area of dietetics that we find the people who are fitting our needs in that moment. Um, And I love that you model reaching out for support in so many different ways. Um, You are like, 
the shining beacon of reaching out and making sure that you've got like all your needs met in all these different areas, which is awesome. Yeah. And thank you for saying that. I, I think that to me, it feels like what I like, I guess it's not what I have to do, but it feels like what I have to do because I know for me, like if, if I want to continue doing this work that I really enjoy doing, like it's kind of like a non-negotiable to yeah. me. Yeah. And especially when you're working with eating disorders, it is draining and it's a lot. So being able to set yourself up for success, if you know that you like doing it and you want to be sustainable with it and not burn out within a few years, um, making sure that you have the mindset support, making sure that you have the case consultation support. Um, and it's not like you're seeing all of your supervisors every single week. No. Right. And it's, it's as needed. You're able to like taper off and find the right packages and level of support for each person that works for you. Um, so it's important to find that fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's an important point too, of like, it isn't something that happens on a weekly basis, but it is, you know, like a, a monthly type of like check-in situation. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can always have different moments. Like I know some dietitians um, are like, I'm going through a whatever course right now. And once they get to a point where they can taper off of that or do maintenance on that, then they pick up with me or vice versa. So you're mm-hmm. able to shift that investment around so that you can get started with one coach, then kind of taper off with them and just have little check-ins. So there's a lot of different ways to make it work. I know it can feel overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. I, it can, but there's definitely, yeah, there's ways to make it work. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, Now, as we kind of wrap up today, is there any tips that you want to share with dietitians who are listening, who maybe feel where you did a year ago, just burnt out, overwhelmed, feeling like you don't have good boundaries and, um, you're not feeling supported. Yeah. Um, I think like my first tip truly is like seek out, um, like support in some way, uh, be it, supervisor like Jess, be it a group support, um, seek out some sort of support because I think that feeling less alone is so important in the process of just like feeling more confident, um, and feeling happier, which is important. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think that would probably be my main thing is, you know, if you're struggling, like get support. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to struggle alone. I just feel like we get this message that like, it's somehow admirable or impressive or like better if we figure it out by ourselves, or we kind of think like, well, I can just do this on my own, but it's hard, right? Like you struggled for a while before you were like, no, this isn't working. I -hmm. need someone in my corner. Yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think too, another thing that I would say is that, and I know we didn't touch on this a lot, but I think this is a really big thing that supervision has helped me with, um, is that, you know, there's so much comparison in the field of dietetics, um, Mm -hmm. you know, be it on Instagram, be it somebody that you work with, be it Mm -hmm. on any social media, Facebook, whatever it is. Um, and I think for me, like like when I was struggling so much with like the burnout, which was leading right to like kind of doubting myself and confidence struggles. Um, 
you know, doing supervision and, and being able to feel like that support has really helped me figure out like, okay, like who am I as a dietitian? And I don't have to be maybe this other dietitian that's amazing and so, you know, accomplished. Um, I can be me as a dietitian. And I think amazing. that is like, you know, something that I don't remember every day of my life, but supervision has been so, so helpful. So if you are somebody that is feeling that way, like getting support and just knowing that you're not alone can really help in so many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that comes up quite a bit in our group calls too, is like just the scrolling through social media where we're looking at, you know, other dietitians, especially if you're in a group practice and there are other dietitians who are yeah. also seeing people um, I know that it's come up with other dietitians in group practices where they're like, I can see how full their schedules are. And I'm trying to set boundaries over here and do what's right for yeah. me. But like, it makes me feel like I'm inadequate looking at these other people. So being able to talk through it is huge. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I so appreciate your perspective and just your commitment to saying like, it's okay to not be okay. I don't have to figure this out on my own. And I'm going to find the right people for me to help me through this, because that's a perspective that I think we're really missing in the field. Well, I, I so appreciate that. And yeah, I appreciate all of your support and help in my journey as well. Yeah, no, you've, you've done amazing work. Um, now, as we kind of close out, uh, are there any places where dietitians who are listening can get in touch with you? Um, if they're like, this is amazing, I feel exactly like this, or they just kind of want to like, see what's going on. Yeah, um, I guess probably the best way to reach me is through Instagram. Um, and my Instagram is my full name, Rachel Edstein underscore RD. Um, nice. I'm very inactive on it, but I do go on it. <laughs> so yeah. you can always send a DM. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll include that handle in the show notes website, all of the good places. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing all of your experiences with everyone who's listening. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast. If you enjoy these episodes, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with your dietitian friends. And if you listen on Apple Music, leave a rating and review. This helps the podcast reach more dietitians so that we can really create a collective of dietitians who feel confident and connected both to their work and each other. You are not alone. And as always, if you're looking for that extra level of support, check out my Empowering Dietitians Supervision Services at www.empoweringdietitians.com slash individual dash supervision. That's www.empoweringdietitians.com slash individual dash supervision.